too far into it matt you want to kick off with an inaugural question uh on the upstate coffee collective podcast yeah absolutely right, cool. uh so our inaugural question is a question of three um it is Beautiful. who are you mm-hmm. how are you mm-hmm. and what do you do um i'm ben i'm from belfast in northern ireland uh, or ireland if if, uh, if it's going to confuse you um <laughs> we can keep it simple um i am doing really good it's been a sunny day my forehead's got a little bit of rouge on it and uh yeah um and I, t- I took today off yeah. um off work so that was really nice really good um and in a nutshell i i, I run a, a business and brand called process or process um which is um a coffee and lifestyle supply co um it's an e-commerce um uh business uh and, and it's at its core um but i also then uh, it's also acts as a banner brand for kind of everything i get up to in the coffee industry so um i do some consultation work with with new and existing um coffee shops um, and then just try to collaborate and connect into the coffee industry as best i can um and just uh seize opportunities where they where they come up um uh, and try to have as much fun with it as possible in in the uh, in the process. That that is the key, yeah. I think, for me is is having fun with it, whatever you do. You know, mm. um, we with what we do uh, over here in in upstate New York is, is not fun. Not no, always. I'm, fun. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. You see how I just played off you? Like, sure, yeah, I'll go that way. No, I, I feel like uh, whatever you're doing, you have to stop and check yourself and make sure that you're doing it and, and you're enjoying doing it. Because for us, mm-hmm. this is right now still a part-time gig. You yeah. know, that we, This is funded pretty much directly by us for the love of coffee. So yeah. uh, we really, we, we saw what you do um, in, you know, the, the brand that is process. And then uh, we also knew of you. I, I believe you were a part of the team that started up Guilt Trip Coffee. Is that correct? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's really tight. That's uh, cool. Uh, do you still participate in that? The nope. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's so. Yeah. So I finished up with with Guild Trip back uh, in March or yeah, okay. March of 2020. So my last official day um, was the day before we went we went into full lockdown over here with with pandemic. Was that really great foresight or just really great like? Uh... Uh, there was nothing great about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was exciting as as heck, but uh, yeah. So it, it was it was definitely everything had kind of led up to that point. Um, I would already decided that I'd be that I'd be stepping away, um, and it'd been a long process, um, uh, which we'll not go into. Like, and it, it just, yeah. just kind of getting to that point of of me kind of being like, all right, well, this this will be the, this will be the point when when I'll step away. Um, and everything will be kind of good to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then yeah and then coronavirus surprised us all and uh and and i i thankfully was able to go on the furlough for a little bit um to kind of take a take a couple of weeks to kind of see see kind of what the situation was um but couldn't move on any new projects or anything so at that point um to a certain extent i'd kind of got my ducks in a row with what i was going to do i had a couple of consultation projects that were going to be the stepping stone that i'd step into and um, with two new coffee shops uh, and then and they had coffee coming over from the states that i then uh, that i would then showcase um so both consultations obviously straight off the table because nowhere's open yeah and can't move on on any new project so then had to find some friends and family who wanted some really great coffee and uh, <laughs> and, and, and and get that sold to them and um, but then kind of lasted i think uh, maybe like six weeks or so on furlough uh, and then and then just had to say stuff it let's let's jump off the deep end and go for this um yeah, the, the, like the 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 heart feeling behind it the whole time was like this is definitely the right thing to do. So then I didn't want the the circumstance of the pandemic to to then sway that, um, yeah. because you knew it was it was only going to be for whatever amount of time it lasted, which was surprisingly longer than we first expected. <laughs> oh my god, we were we were sitting. You know, I wouldn't say technically right here because I hadn't set up the podcast studio in this format yet. But yeah. like, let's say one year ago, it was, you know, pushing into June. And we were thinking like, yeah, sometime by the end of the summer, things should be back to normal. And now here we are a year later. Yeah. It's crazy. You know what, though? Uh, I've actually been, you know, being fully vaccinated now, I've actually been able to like go into some places just very confidently without a mask on. And that's been like okay it's a strange Ooh, thing okay. yeah Ooh. yeah in the u.s uh at least in new york well no so nationwide uh and in new york where we live uh the mask mandate is no longer applicable to people who are fully vaccinated which means two doses if you got the two the means, two part plus two weeks or... vaccine bouncers at every door <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing yeah but it's basically everything's on the honor system so there's yeah. been this kind of weird sort of mm, so we're just learning who's honorable and who's not you know yeah <laughs> um, i'm honorable yeah you? right i'm honorable okay um, <laughs> dishonor upon anyone who's not uh no um so you said jump off the deep end by jump off the deep end you meant start up process or process as in e-commerce business yeah so yeah i, I mean like with, with process it, it was i kind of developed the the branding and worked with a friend on that and kind of how we wanted it to be articulated um and in an aesthetic um and and then we kind of worked on some some merch items and and i kind of had a a rough idea of the guest roosters that i'd want to bring in and that would be the initial kind of a hook to it would be that I would continue to be able to showcase these roosters that perhaps haven't haven't ever been over to Ireland or um, or or haven't haven't kind of gained notoriety just just as yet. Um, but it would be based on relationship that I was building with them rather than just a transactional. Hey, your coffee bags look cool on, on Instagram. Can I, <laughs> can I sell them? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so that, that so that was kind of the premise al alongside, obviously, um, one or two consultation projects that I was like, okay, that can that can cover the bills for month one and two, 
and then we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I certainly spoke to a, a good few close friends who um, who tried to steer me away from it because the like the long game wasn't in place just yet. Yeah. But, um, and yeah, I, when, I have a wife and, and two kids and a mortgage and um, when something just feels right, it feels right, you know? And yeah. So, so and that, jump that's off the deep end is like it, it is exactly how it felt. Um, that's exactly was, yeah, that's exactly right. I think you're you're you really are jumping off the deep end and kind of, uh, you, like you said, you've got a couple of months of leeway and you're going to figure it out. Um, I really want to dig into that more than anything. I think what what really uh, intrigued me about about what you're doing is um, moving from you know, kind of building a brick and mortar brand that then kind of crossed into the e-commerce world and then deciding I'm going to go full e-commerce for my own brand and kind of the, the, the things that you learned along the way. Because mm. as, as we know, like we don't have a brick and mortar, so everything that we do is branding, everything that we do is digital, and that is can be difficult with the internet being what it is, is everybody's trying to sell you something. Everybody's yelling into the void. And how do you kind of capture people yeah. and bring them into your, into your circle of trust is mm -hmm. the way that I've been thinking about it. Oh. Um, so yeah, but tell us sort of uh, how that, how that launch pad went. How yeah, did what you was jump the, What was off? the process to process? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, right? It's a, yeah, uh, I love I love the word. Well, yeah, I mean, like that is that is one of the the reasons why um, process is process because I just could uh, we, every time we were kind of looking at uh, kind of names and how it could be articulated, um, the amount of times we used the word process to try to describe what we were were getting at, and then like all good band names, it just just stuck. it just stuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess from my time in the coffee industry in Belfast, um, I'd worked at a, in a in a coffee shop previous to Guilt Trip for about a year and a half, um, and that was my first coffee gig, um, and just kind of just really gone headlong into it and dove down the rabbit hole of that, um, and then got approached by the the owners of Guilt Trip um, with just the concept of we want to open a coffee shop, we like the idea of donuts. Um, with it and then and could, could you could you could you jump on board and, and help us so i said yes as long as you meet um my friend who is a branding um consultant and and designer um and uh, and hear him out so was able to kind of get my friend who runs a company called angel on the anchor um and uh, and they they got they got him on board and so we were pretty much able to just to to build that whole thing um into the ideal coffee shop <laughs> that, yeah. that, we, that we that we thought would be that would work and that would be completely different to what was happening um in belfast and ireland at the time that was a very specific offering and nothing else um and sticking sticking to your guns on that um and then showcasing a lot of different roosters and not um not honing in on one on one rooster but um, but the customer service element and the customer experience element being the, the highest priority in it. Um, so in the four and a half years or whatever of that, then I, I, I obviously built, uh, built up a, a good amount of, of, of customers and, and relationships with, with coffee drinkers in Belfast that, that I guess trusted what, what I was doing. Um, 
And so that really helped and that was really, really nice and like a, a real confidence boost to, to, to see that, to, to see that transition when, when I kind of launched process and, um, and, uh, started to, started to offer coffee and um, especially in a, in a digital format. Um, so that, that was, that was the immediate launch pad for it was, um, was, was selling coffee um, through process, but the majority of the initial sales were still, um, the Belfast, the Northern Ireland coffee community, um, home brewers, um, uh, and, and a, a couple of coffee shops that I was able to, to throw a few bags to, um, to, to again, just kind of try to encourage that community focus of, of this isn't, this isn't a, 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 another brand to come and take over. This is very much, um, me now being able to step out as an independent to actually advocate for all these other coffee shops and, and, and try to just shout about what we're doing over here, um, and engage other roosters from, from Europe, specifically from America, um, and, and just make that connection between the U S and Ireland as, as these two coffee cultures, um, that hopefully then just opens the door for, for other people, um, to do that. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was a, it was, it was a, a, quite quite a, um, a personal relational launchpad that that then that, that was really kind of driven by by those customers then um, shouting about it and, and and getting behind the the concept um, yeah and then obviously six stickers just giving everybody as many stickers as possible so stickers are dope that dude. is what's up yeah we love stickers yeah. <laughs> stickers are the key if there's yeah, one takeaway uh. I, I want to I, I want to know um, you, you mentioned you, you have a lot of relationships in the US this is more of a more of a personal like selfish question almost because I I'm still learning about commerce uh, what does it look like when you're like interacting with people the internet makes talking to people overseas very easy but mm -hmm. I know that shipping things overseas, is extremely expensive so are you buying coffee in bulk from people let's say like you know you but let's say you were working with a roaster in new york right and you wanted to sell their coffee on your site are you like taking the the orders and then like directing it to them and they ship it or are you buying coffee in bulk over to you and shipping it yourself what's that look like yeah um yeah uh, buying it in in bulk and um, but yeah i mean like one of the things i've done uh is tried to kind of play that game of of how much coffee um is is the right amount um because shipping from the states it seems to just be weight based is like the the big killer um, and that's probably the killer for a lot of cafes um who who would need to need to order in a higher a, a larger quantity of coffee um that once it gets past a certain weight then um so so i've tried to try to balance that i've done some um some freight forwarding um, as well to try to like so you're paying you're paying twice potentially some roosters can ship for free inside us um and uh yeah i've just i've just tried to work pretty hard at, at figuring that out but i mean the the margins on that like aren't aren't yeah. amazing um and if you get chinned with uh, a customs fee um oh. all, all your profit can go can go potentially on it but um I mean, at least at least for now, um, the potential benefit of of a really a really good relationship, um, uh, and 
yeah, and, and, and then also um, me getting to showcase a cool rooster over here, them advocating for, for me as a, as a, a brand and, and as a person um, in their circle, um, because we've all got our, our, our circles. Um, that's, that's strong enough for me um, to, to justify it. Kevin actually is like, Kevin's been saying almost exactly that. And I tend to be the more nervous numbers guy. Yeah. And even though that this is sort of a side project for us, the, the more often that we can break even or make a profit, the better, right? It's more projects mm -hmm. we can invest in. But so we'll have a coffee project where like I'm working out, I'm running the numbers and saying like, we have to buy X amount of coffee and pay this much. Uh, it doesn't look like we're going to like, we're going to barely break even. And Kevin is always saying sometimes it's really about the relationships because yeah. those can really skyrocket you in a direction if you meet the right person yeah. that likes what you're doing and wants to invest in you or whatever create something even better i i'm totally with you and and that that like rang so true in my head the second you said that because you and kevin are like on the same wavelength with that stuff man yeah i i'll get it's a tricky one right because it's i mean one of the main reasons small businesses fail is because of cash flow it's not because they're yeah. It's not because they're not making money, but it's the, the, the cash flow and managing that. And so if you have a really good numbers guy, then that's always going to be <laughs> of benefit. So Maddie. dream team right there. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Right. But, um, but yeah, like equally on, on the flip side of that coin, um, like the, the, yeah, like relationship and, and, uh, and connections with people in, in your industry, but outside of your circle, um, like just grow that grow your your sphere of influence like not influence in a taking over way again but like that that like being of influence in in uh in other people's lives and and, and being being in contact with them as they build their business as they move into different avenues as they um find an opportunity um like I was just, I had a, had a call with a, a rooster in, in Texas last week just because they were doing some, some pop-up stuff and I'm just intrigued in, in the, in the how they manage that. So I was able to jump on, on a call and, and just kind of ask, ask them what, what their angles were on and, and how they were finding it. And, and, uh, that, that was brilliant. Um, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll probably try to get their coffee in at some point. Um, but it's that that's almost as a byproduct of just the relationship and the exactly man the the yeah them actually um yeah them feeding into into my business and with just some experience and um trip hazards I guess yeah I, I think that's why we love this podcast so much because it doesn't cost anything other than your time to sit down with somebody outside of like inside of coffee outside yeah. of your circle yeah getting to know their no pun intended process yeah. <laughs> right getting to know uh them just and process as much as we can can, can we, we just turn it into a drinking game for sure uh, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's an hour <laughs> thing, right? we'll just take a shot of espresso every time we say the word process uh yeah i i just i think valuing relationships is is um a really smart play especially in this economy in mm -hmm. this kind of like moment we're in in coffee and in commerce i mm -hmm. think that's really important mm -hmm. um I so let's see. So we kind of covered your like transition into process. Um, but speaking of relationships, I want to I want to know kind of like how you were able to bring such really cool curated um, 
non non coffee gifts on your site, right? You have, I think, some some brewing stuff. You have some serving stuff on there as well. I think I saw. Where, where where did you get those from and like how did you create those connections and kind of like bring them into your online store that's what yeah well yeah I, I mean actually i only have um as far as brewers go i only stock the airpress go and the gabby brewer um, which is a, a lesser known brewer yeah um but um so and, and the 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 thought behind that was that um you, you, again you can get your brewing equipment a hundred different places um and as much as i could potentially have made a buck or two from selling this extra stuff like that is kind of countercultural to what i'm trying to do with process if, if i just then say hey all that stuff you can get elsewhere like you can now get it through me so like look at me look at me um so i was like that's okay like uh, I'll, I'll i'll find two two brewers that are different than what they can achieve in 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 a beverage um and and then the, the the reason behind that is that, that it's it's easy, it's accessible, it's it's uh, they can be like you can go deep dive into it, or you can um, brew really simply um, with both the air present. The, the Gabby is kind of like a mini batch brewer for anybody who doesn't know. So you can literally put your coffee in the middle section that kind of looks like a Kalita wave, and then the top section has a flow restrictor shower screen esque and then um a top kind of funnel so the funnel holds 150 mils so you can just put 20 grams of coffee in fill it up twice and you're good um or you can play around with it you can take it apart you can put it back together and so but that the gabby brewer was actually i i discovered that because i i had bought coffee for guilt trip um from a few different roasters in london um <clears throat> And again, that's for me, that's like, that's just not enough to, to, to buy coffee. So I just uh, got a, found it a flight in. Um, did I do it in a day? I think I did. I did a couple of trips, but I did this one in a day. So flew in at like 7.30 in the morning with my like penny board, my small skateboard inside my rucksack. Uh, <laughs> and it just, just had like, um, had a, a list of different shops and roasteries around London and just like, bolted around london just connecting them with these guys um wow. so there's a guy called simon who worked for caravan coffee roosters at the time um and i just i, I went there and, and and hung out with them for about two hours and he showed me this brewer and i was like oh man this is so cool i want to i want to use this at some point so that so that literally just came from from uh from that that connection that just random random stopover yeah, so they're special. They're, these two brewers are special and versatile. I mean, yeah. the AeroPress is one of my favorite brewers. Are you on his site right now, Kevin? Yeah, I, I was actually, as soon as you said the Gabby Brewer, which is like lesser known, I was like, oh, cool. Well, I'm going to check that out right now. Uh, so it, I had a couple of things on that. One, the Gabby Brewer does look, as your site says, stupid rad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like first off i love every i love the way that you describe this thing and that you put like come on in like big letters like <laughs> come on it's a dope brewer like you know you want this if yeah no i really i really like that but i love the story behind you grabbing that and then also like having a lesser known brewer on your site because I feel like there are so many places that will stock the same things because like they know that they're going to sell well and that's great. 
You sure, know, like yeah, it, it, yeah you got to have some guaranteed sales. But like, that's just really cool that you got it on there. It's like, what is it, twenty nine euros, right? Pounds, yeah, twenty nine pounds. All right, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, no, I, I just, I really liked it. I was like, I was like, oh, sweet. And you talking about it brought me to the site immediately. Oh, 10% off my next order. Don't oh, bingo. Do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's really cool that you, so you just went down into London, you got your penny board, you're skating around and just like checking out things that you might want to have on your site. Well, so that, like, it was, it was really, I mean, it was, it was touching base with people that I, that I'd bought um, coffee from before and. So I had these, I had that's some of them, I had email chains, like a hundred emails long, yeah. but had never connected with them. So, yeah. um, so to just like be like, all right, I'm, I'm landing in London this day. Are you free at this time? And just kind of literally had my, had my field notes and just penciled it all in. Um, Were my, you showing, my, did you prioritize my them? My like calf was, was done was oh yeah after. oh for pushing <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna get like, like did you did you like pick which ones you wanted to go for, to for, like you're like all right i'm definitely gonna be super sweaty by the end of the days and and these guys i've just talked to like once so maybe i'll swing in there super sweaty <laughs> no i did not did not think about that i like went into i like at one point just because i really wanted to, to check it out the akawa and coffee roaster oh like, yeah roaster. so their headquarters was in london and oh. so i was like oh like i'll i'll set up a meeting with them and mm-hmm. I think they probably thought I was like looking to buy loads of them. And I was just like, I just wanted to hang out. Like if that's cool. <laughs> I love that. And, gen- and then in fairness, they, they took me in and showed me around, but that was maybe stop three or four. So I was wow. super, super sweaty at that point. I just want to know on a personal level, um, since you use it for transportation, is your skateboard a tax write-off? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, no, it is. Like, I haven't even thought of that. But yeah, as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, "Wait, I like skateboarding." <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, it totally is going to be now. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. On that, so again, this this is collaboration at its finest. So, um, like skateboard trucks. So I, I before twenty twenty. Um, I had had the same skateboard for like 20 or for 12 years. Um, That's a very long And it, Yeah. So like it, it just, it had just hung in there and I like, I skated a bit when I was a teenager and then I had just skated very, very infrequently. Um, I, I was, was getting back into it then. Uh, so I needed to get a new setup and skateboard trucks over here and in the UK are just crazy expensive. Um, so uh, so I was looking looking online at stuff in the US again, um, and at the same time I was chatting to the homies at Hex Coffee in Charlotte, um, okay. and so and so Chandler, one of the owners, um, he was like, "Man, like I can't wait! Like like I used to skate as well. Like hopefully we can skate together someday." And uh, I was like, "On that, um, if you know any skate shops uh, that are doing." That, that have good uh, indie skate trucks that would be class and uh and so he he wrecked the first time he recommends that this the first time is a tale that this is a complex story <laughs> but i'll try to go quick <laughs> the first time um he uh he pointed me in the direction of a cool skate shop i got i ordered those i then had them freight forwarded because i was getting um a new run of diner mugs at the same time um and uh, so i was able to bundle them in class saved like a heap of money on, oh, on yeah. 
on the skate trucks set them up first board in 12 years and uh and then two weeks later was skating near we've got like a big river in the center of the city and uh was trying to film a little something from a friend and forgot to roll my skateboard over and the the video of him doing a trick is like a stall so he like rolls ollies up and stalls so there's no wheels touching the ground from his yeah. board and then you can still hear the of my wheels and it just it just dropped off the edge of the pier into the water i lost the whole thing it was like the most heartbreaking moment so, um, so long story short then since then um yeah. i have now just brought hex back over because they've just released their new packaging um yeah. and uh they were super rad and and were able to grab me a new set of trucks um and tuck them into the tuck in them the into order. the box um <laughs> he, he said it took him like a couple of days to actually figure out how, how to disclose it for us cost like how, how to write like two oh, yeah. two chunks of metal <laughs> i mean like the, the plan with the first ones was that that would be the last yeah. the last truck I'd ever buy like I'm 32 and I'm getting like the knees are feeling it so uh <laughs> so, so this this second pair of independent trucks is now the the last pair I'm not going anywhere near the water with this skateboard no. oh, definitely. the dry land occupation I think it's funny how many uh dudes there are well just people there are in the coffee industry that are like yeah I used to skateboard and I've been skateboarding a lot more recently like I'm Including I'm in that you. group yeah yeah here's my take on that is it like it's skateboarders and musicians because uh-huh. like that that was the dream was like to be like a rock star or to like be a pro skater and then clearly neither of those things were going to happen for most of us so we like needed to pay the bills so we get a job in coffee <laughs> turns out coffee's amazing and there's a like you can actually do something with it and so then oh. all these like yeah. world baristas cafe owners awesome people um are like skater, yeah, passionate, skaters yeah and, <laughs> that, well that was that was the thing as soon as i kind of like launched process and and kind of had that nod to skateboarding and the amount of messages like i got from people being like oh like so like i used to skate like so hyped for this like the yeah. we press guy like kick flipping like like <laughs> love this tell us a little bit about how you um you kind of integrated skate culture and that sort of style in your branding. I love the branding of your website and your mm-hmm. Instagram. It really's got a cool vibe. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I wanted to integrate with it for sure. I did. I didn't want to because I mean, you, you know, the skate culture. Well, skate culture culture is different, I guess, and everywhere you go. But um, I definitely didn't want to seem like the guy. Skate culture would probably probably be quite quite quick to call you out if you were bluffing. Um, true, true, yeah. So so I didn't want to like I didn't want it to seem like a skate brand that did co- that was did coffee or that it was kind of fifty fifty. It was this this was a um, a brand in the coffee industry, um, but that that noticed like and and kind of pointed to the skateboarding is one of the like the perfect examples of process and of. A, a sport that requires 80% failure or more but to, to yep. like to the tw- to the 5 to 20% success rate that's like those are the those are the glory moments yep. um but you have to go through that um like my son's 7 and and is uh he's been out on the skateboard with me a few times 
And he's like, I want to do the ollie. And I'm like, cool, like, we're going to have to practice. He's like, no, I want, I want to do it. Like, I'm like, I know. <laughs> like this yeah. may take your years, my child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, I've, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a short one for you. I actually, so I've been teaching my girlfriend's kids how to skateboard and, uh, her son went to the skate park for the first time ever. And he doesn't know how to ollie. And I was just like, he's like blown away by how big everything is because we've just been skating in their backyard for now. Like, you know, and there's like an electric company nearby. But like, I was like, all right, cool. You don't have to do anything crazy. You could just skate around like whatever. But I had brought his sister there already. And he sees her like go down one of the ramps because she practiced. And he goes to go down the ramp and falls immediately on his butt. And just like yelling at me he's like i hate you why'd you bring me here <laughs> why did you do this to me yes. i was like i'm sorry dude it's it's gonna happen failure hurts bro but when they first like were like we want a skateboard i was like listen all right two things right off the bat one you will fall two you will probably break a board at some point i was like i just want to tell you now so when you do it you can't say I didn't tell you. <laughs> and like and we had that moment. I was like, dude, I told you you would fall, but it's okay. We're, yeah, and back to process, how many times do you process. how many times do you have to eat shit before you successfully so many. jump a set of stairs? Well it depends on what you're doing. <laughs> jump yeah. a set of stairs, you can eat shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or bail before you get off the top step, which is me. I That's... think what we're really leaning toward in this conversation is that we expect to see the process coffee skateboard video compilation come out <laughs> within the next year. Dope soundtrack, sick bail tape. That's what we want. <laughs> it's all about the bail section, right? It's all about the bail section. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so good. I know. I feel like skip videos don't have an actual bills section any like anymore. It used to be the so credit. Good. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was the credits. credits. It was just bails. like yeah. bills section, and then yeah. It's either that people have gotten that much better or that much more insecure about their bails. Like, it's... <laughs> I used to cringe watching those bail sections or the the yeah that whole section where you just like eat shit. You watch somebody like. Yeah take it to the nuts on like a you know that they're they're, like, try, they're trying to like uh they're trying to like board slide yeah. and the board comes from uh, out yeah. from under them and they yeah. fall real hard right on their nuts the, yeah. yeah uh well you know it's like watching someone uh completely ruin the ror like it's what it's like watching the ror crash Ooh. yeah whoa same reaction whoa. you guys did. Yeah, both cringe. Both you, oh yeah yeah it's like that <laughs> <laughs> that's so good uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, like that's it. Like the the uh, like the parallels between the two. Um, yeah. I just felt, uh, yeah, it was so so strong, and and there was there was a there was legs in it for for how you could kind of how you could talk about it, how you could integrate the two, and 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 yeah. and also then just yeah, I mean, like process and coffee is. Is an amazing topic. How 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 coffees are processed. The actual process from taking a fruit from a from a coffee coffee plant and and turning it into the drink that we that we sip, and um, all of that, and then and then just the process in life and in business. And um, yeah, it's it's you you can't you can't stop once once you start to notice. I think that was kind of what I what I hoped was the the, the big picture thing that would come out of this would be that it would. To, to get to go deep on it that would it would be a it would be a thing that people when they say process like the brand comes to mind and then what 
what the, the brand kind of represents comes to mind. Um, so they can't say process without thinking like, what is like the process in this? Or like, what is my process? Or where am I like at this? Or um, yeah, so that, that was like the deep hope, I guess. From a- I, I always say that I enjoy making coffee as much, if not more, than I like drinking coffee. The, oh, the, yeah. the process of brewing is by far, I think, my favorite part of coffee mm. and learning about it, iterating on it and trying and failing and trying and succeeding and getting that cup where you, you take that first sip and you're like, holy crap, that's yeah. what did I do right this time? It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your uh, what's your experience in roasting? Did you roast for Guild Trip or prior to Guild Trip? No, so Guild Trip uh, doesn't roast. They, they, they still don't know if that's, a, that, if that's something they're going to go down the Oh, right. They're just a multi-roaster, they, right? Yeah, so, so that was, it was the, the, the angle that, that I took at the start was we were exclusively a multi-roaster, which was like the paradoxical language. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, we, we didn't have an anchor rooster, and we changed all the coffee every four to six weeks. Um. So super intense. Again, had to get cash flow right with that. And again, I wanted to. I wanted it to be relational, which is like super tough to do when you're when you're actively like switching roosters every four to six weeks. So um, there was a lot of like build up to it with roosters, um, where I would try to start the conversation and get to know them and and kind of line them up in the schedule of like, okay, we're three months out. This is when we want to put you in. And then I would usually do to try to get a try to get a better price on the coffee and, and a wholesale pricing but try to then therefore do two orders at least so that it wasn't this one-time deal um so you're able to come back to the rooster after week one and say holy smokes that all of that sold out the guys are loving it uh let's put the next order in and let's maybe change up the coffee so let's get two or three different coffees than we had on bar previous so it's it's like a, a really condensed version of what you would see in like a three month um like rooster guest spot or um or the like but yeah man we actually do something something very similar where we we highlight coffee roasters it's almost identical to what you're doing really with process mm-hmm. um since we're also e-commerce is it'll take us two months or so to establish a relationship get to know the person and kind of what their take on coffee is Mm -hmm. pick a coffee with them that they really want to showcase put together all of the branding all the content all of the uh, marketing materials getting it all together and then launching it um Mm -hmm. do you have for, for anybody who's doing something like that or collaborating in some way that involves that sort of very uh very like touchy balance of cash flow like do you have any quick cash flow tips for anybody out there doing what you're trying to do how do you make sure you don't end up cash flow negative when you're like buying coffee and then reselling it is there like a process to that um well i'm I'm definitely still on that journey for sure um uh, multiple revenue streams are super helpful. So, so not putting all your eggs in, in one basket, um, not banking on this this coffee coming in and, then, and, and everybody's going to love it because my experience has been the coffees that I've been most hyped about have sold like as sold slowest. Um, 
it's just <laughs> just whatever way it's been i've been like so excited about this washed columbia that's just crisp and and beautiful and tea like and uh and then it's it's on beside a nice juicy burundi coffee and like whatever whatever way people are feeling like that one goes and you're like oh no like and and that's a challenge with being e-commerce that you're not in a in a shop and you can't talk to the customer and be like this is the coffee you have to try and um, that's yeah. that's a big challenge um but yeah i would say if, if you have if you have multiple um, revenue streams that you can that you can juggle that's more admin that's more um headspace men- mental bandwidth but and that allows you to to then play with what you're what you're doing, like try to make it playful and and uh, yeah and yeah and and I guess if you have if you have people that are your hardcores um, and 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 use them to to advocate for you to to drive it to to hype it. Um, I had at the very start I had. Um, which I've never really used actually, like customer facing. Um, but I had a squad of people called the ICT department, which stood for inside coffee trading. Um, so that was like, <laughs> so that was like, they were like the guys in the background, like um, on the computers. Like I was dropping them an email, being like, "Yo, homies, we've got some new coffee." Um, <laughs> and so, so that, so that in the early days, that kind of uh, that was they, they were first dibs, um, and they got. They got first shout on it before it arrived, which gave me a read on like, okay, like there's ten people here here are keen to get this, so I can say let's get twenty bags and we'll we'll take the risk on on the rest. But then you would encourage those guys to tell someone, and they could mm-hmm. get a discount. Um, and that was very like very basic at the start, but I guess going forward, I'll try to try to be smarter about how I do that. But the, the premise yeah. still stands: is that you're you're a you, you need your customers to to be vouching for you um which means you need to get good coffee which means you need to get be on side with good roasters which means you need good relationships yep all the way back to relationships they're yeah. so important man they really are what, would you say that there are like a, a couple of like key relationships that you've encountered and or fostered throughout the process of creating your company um like, well, roosters wise, yeah. I mean, there's 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 been there's been a few. Um, but before before process, there's a couple of a couple of roosters and a couple of people in the coffee community that that I would still kind of go to 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 just get a read on things. Um, that gets harder harder the longer you're in it because it's it does kind of feel there's there's the always the the worry that it's going to feel competitive or that you're you're in the same arena and you're doing the same things. The, the, the longer I do this, the, the more it will be seen as a, as, as competitive um, yeah. as the process grows. And that's a really tricky line to walk for me, obviously trying to find a sustainable business model um, and yeah. do it without feeling that at, at any point I'm like transitioning away from like, Oh, Ben said he was doing the community thing. And now he's, now he's not like, it has to be about that. And, um, and so that's yeah, that's a, that's a challenge, and there, there's a couple of people that I can kind of lean lean back to 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 I guess like get their read on it in in and outside of the coffee world. It's actually really good to speak to customers like again like because they're they don't see it the way we in the industry see it. They they see it at very much at face value. Like well, this is 
this is what I see in a really positive light or is actually I went into this coffee shop and it felt really super weird because there was a guy from that roastery at the door and that you could cut the tension with a knife or whatever like oh, um, damn. so so there's there's that um, and that, that's that's really helpful but I've definitely got a couple of relationships with with roosters the hex guys in, in Charlotte have have been amazing like that's just been one of those relationships with just just feels like it's been that's been going forever um already and that's really cool um the the guys at onyx are like legends um and that they're such a massive for being such a big operation Mm -hmm. um the people that they've got in there and and how they've hired their people speak i think speaks volumes Mm -hmm. um clearly their people are their their biggest asset um and they, they, they've been able to, to allow them to kind of push push their 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 voice, their agenda, I guess, but within the, the Onyx model, um, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah, you almost don't want to call it an agenda. It's more it's more like it, they're they're letting their values show through. Yeah, well, well, that's it. Like if if you hire the right people and you knew you knew what their what their gig is at, at their core, then. Then you can let them just run with it, yeah. um, and if if at some point they then decide actually I'm going to do my own thing, it will hopefully like uh, as an as a business owner then be still be with with your interests at heart or at least in consideration um, mm-hmm. because if, if you're hiring people that they, they they at some point may move on or may want to do their own thing, especially in coffee, oh yeah, um, because the majority of people working in coffee are super creative super um entrepreneurial or um have a go-getter like mentality about them i guess or have a have a desire to do things really well if you're in specialty coffee and so you might want to do something else at some point but if you've hired the right people and and put them and train them well and train them in 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 your values as a business that they've bought into then uh you, I, I, you can see that. I mean, you see, it, like again, I don't know the the cat and cloud guys, but um, but obviously that's that's a big thing, the big thing with their business model. Um, mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, you've you've seen that with with people who've who've left cat and cloud to do other things. But they're certainly pushing that um, that culture shift. Yeah, where <clears throat> you're you treat your you you treat the people in your organization. Um, with a heightened level of, of respect and, and they have all these programs around, uh, you know, employee ownership and things mm-hmm. like that. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think, you know, from just like listening to them talk about their, their process for forever, it seems like they're always, uh, balancing ownership of <laughs> it's, it's like they're balancing, pushing their culture, yep. uh, the way that they envision it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to balance that with like giving their employees ownership of that culture in, in their ability to kind of translate uh, the culture into like how they perceive it. If mm-hmm. that makes if that makes sense, it's it's a strange kind yeah. of like a push and pull. I mean, like that's what I did with with Gilchup for, for three years was 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 leading a team, um, and it was a small team, and I felt that like every person we hired was the right person. Um, and was the reason why guilt trip is is what it is now is because like when i left i left with a team that that i felt could 
could carry that along. Um, and then, like that wasn't that's not to say. I mean, this is probably like probably, like overshare, but like it wasn't the first time I considered stepping away from guilt trip. But there was yeah. also those, those times where I considered stepping away from guilt trip and didn't feel that the team was like yeah. was strong enough, or I had somebody. I had I had an idea of one of the team that could potentially like step in, and then they would leave. I'd be like, "Oh no!" Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're waiting for that perfect time, right? Yeah, and maybe that was me. Maybe that was me just trying to like find the right, the right, the right moment. And at the end of the day, it would probably carry on with with it. But but for, for for my my focus on on the the people in in the business and and how that translated the customer experience um it had the, it had the feel like that, that it was right and that, that the the way that guilt trip as a brand um want needed to be articulated um that that was that was possible because brands are like looking shockingly easier to, to create these days where you can you can build a brand on, on social media and you can set it up to tell a certain story or to create a certain narrative and um, but it's how that actually is articulated in the long run or in in real life connection um again a bit trickier on online and um, which is why doing the, the doing these things is, is is brilliant because it's it allows you to actually be real like be a real person yeah. um but that was the thing in, in guilt trip was was this this has to we have to articulate this what what we're trying to do um, through social media when somebody steps into the shop, um, yeah. And you want that to be seamless too. You want to you want the way that people perceive you online to be a seamless transition to when they walk into the shop, and that mm-hmm. culture kind of needs to maintain a certain level of authenticity, mm-hmm. right? Um, okay, I want to take a quick second to talk about today's sponsor, Squarespace. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's, I, it's I, you being the antithesis of a real human being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually wanted to take uh, a moment to talk about coffee. Uh, we have a little segment in like the middle or like towards the end of our episodes where we talk about you know what we just what what's our what coffee are we drinking yeah, lately? What are you what were you drinking today? I assume you're not drinking coffee now. At nope. <laughs> <laughs> um. I what did I drink this morning? I made it. I actually made it a nice uh, Chemex this morning. Um, just yeah, and I put put up a poster saying every now and then, every oh, now yeah, and then yeah. you'll break yeah. it out. And uh, yeah, yeah, and mine is literally broken out because it's it it smashed at one point, and I like stuck it back together with this amazing kind of putty that that works and doesn't leak and it's awesome. So. Super ghetto, but yeah. <laughs> it, it looks it, it, it works. Um, so I did that, and then I we went for a forest walk with the family, and that, so I brought the AeroPress and um, made a one with with the hex stuff and um, with their washed Columbia, uh, and um, made a wee bypass brew of it. Um, bypass brews are where it's at for AeroPress for sure. Okay. You ever see the, uh, the, there's a meme out there that's about the World Aeropress Championships. It's you mean like, the World Bypass World Bypass Championship, yeah. <laughs> well, so, oh, I actually saw a different one that was like, um, uh, imagine, like, it was like people's face, like a shocked face, like people's faces when World Aeropress Championships announced that you can only use 16 grams of coffee or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because yeah. everyone's um, on like the thirty gram like uh, chunker. Yeah. No, oh thirty grams God. coarsely ground. Matt, yeah, Matt's all about that life. <laughs> well, like last week, I was actually I was trying to. I, was, I said to a friend, I was like, I'm going to dig into this like sixteen gram bypass. Like, like, like let's like let's see if you can kind of uh-huh. get a similar result. Um, just in case, always prepared. Yeah, uh, did you did you do that? Uh, a few unsuccessful attempts okay. like yeah. i mean I, it, I it, it was all that. fine you're obviously you're getting a, a smaller yield and um yeah like it, it doesn't doesn't pack that punch because it's, li- it's literally a concentrate that you're creating right yeah mm-hmm. i actually well i just made a bunch of concentrate today because that's my job mm. um you were you were asking me on um excuse me you were asking me on instagram how big how much uh, AeroPress, how much cold brew are you making, Kevin? Oh, my God. I made uh, 50 gallons of concentrate today, which makes 150 gallons of regular cold brew. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. Like, yeah. And, like, what's really funny is, like, people who have worked at, like, coffee shops, like, coffee shops that, you know, you're making, like, five gallons at a time, maybe. That's sure. a lot of coffee With, still, like, a toddy or right? something. That's a right? lot of coffee. Yeah. But, like, I jumped into a program that was that like the first batch I ever made was 25. Yeah. You know, like so like so like yeah, so people are like, "Oh yeah, you, you got like the toddies?" and I'm like, "No. You got a, <laughs> you have a massive tank with yeah, these giant like, arms that like uh, stir it and it's shit." It's insane. Yeah. Wow. I actually I really enjoy that job even when it's like a long day. There there've been there've probably only been like a dozen days out of the 3 years almost now that I've done this job where like I've just been like man today sucks like and it was usually because something got backed up in the tank or like one of the filters was messed up or something that yeah it kind of happened like, today right nope uh oh. no today i just had to rewire a motor console mm. which uh yeah like it's not it's honestly like it's something that if you opened up a console and you saw the wires you would be like and you knew nothing about it you'd be like you're like this is impossible but like it's not hard it's like legos really you just you take them out and then you put them back in the same way that you took them out on a separate console okay and like, yeah and you're like you're like okay done yeah like, yeah i mean there's i i can see why people get intimidated by like wiring but the, sure. like i said i learned from being with technician guys like oh it's not that bad oh yeah yeah um <laughs> and what's the what's the um like the how, how do you guys um manage like, like the quality of that um oh, such, like so, so you obviously you, you're having to like nail down like a really specific recipe yes there's a recipe that i can't share on large scale but uh there is there is a recipe um and yeah. it's actually we just sent out a <laughs> sample from uh a batch that was just done recently that we are going to hopefully get approved to be shelf stable Okay. If that gets approved for shelf stability, um, the way that it was done, then we actually are going to completely change the process that uh, we're using in order to push out like hundreds of gallons of shelf stable cold brew ready to drink. That, in my opinion, like the only like it's better than Starbucks, obviously, but like it's better than most cold brews that I've had because the big thing that you run into is a lot of the ways that people create shelf stable or products that exist 
over a longer period of time, they have a longer shelf life is your, you usually you have to add something to the equation and it takes away from the natural flavor of coffee. Preservatives. The and way, like that. yeah, the way yeah. that we're approaching it right now, we might not have to add anything. So that would be really, that, that actually might be a game changer for coffee in general. Ooh. So yeah, it's pretty, it's exciting and that's why I can't say too much about it, but like, uh, I'm I'm excited for Crew Coffee is the company that I do it for uh, because not only do they already have dope coffee, but like that would be a great thing for them to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've I've been uh, approached by a couple of companies to to do like a to do cold brew or nitro brew, um, but that's the thing is like they're like okay, well MOQ is x amount and you got to sell it in three weeks and like whoa i yeah. don't have a can't do that yeah no it's it's tough and like really um i mean we just talked with steep co- steeped coffee recently we just started talking to them because we're working on a project for us uh that would involve using steeped coffee and like the big advantage to their bags is there i mean the shelf life of steeped coffee is like six months mm-hmm. you know because they're they're sealed properly and taken care of and you don't lose the flavor on the coffee i've actually had a bag that was like six months old and i was like wow this is good i'm glad how much it's preserved itself without like adding anything to the coffee or taking anything away from the flavor coffee's dope man yeah coffee is, coffee is i love dope. coffee um me too <laughs> i was gonna say while you were talking about the aeropress like you guys are I, I said this year I was going to get into the AeroPress and I just cannot get away from the origami because like yeah. the first time I saw it, I was like that. Like you ever you, you seen Wayne's World? I was like, it will be mine. Come oh, on. yeah. Uh, it will be Wayne's World quote. <laughs> and like and now it is. And I just use it constantly like i'm like all right cool well maybe i'll go and do now i'm gonna do the origami today again like, yeah conversely <laughs> i bought an origami brewer not too you long ago you don't care. i haven't used it yet oh. <laughs> at all <laughs> not because i don't want to actually it really comes down to f- um filters oh. i want to use like v60 filters i think yeah. you know because yeah, 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 I, yeah. I only have chemex filters or uh colita wave filters and they're kind of Wavy, right? And yeah. I don't know. I think you can use Kalita wave filters. That's exactly what I use in my Is that what you use? Yeah, 100%. So I'm just wasting time. Absolutely. Oh, shit. <laughs> and there you go. So what's your go-to brew? If I'm using the origami, I'm usually going like 30 grams. And then uh, I use like a pulse method. Right? Yeah. So I'm putting in pulses. But what I do, the, the one thing that I've noticed, and I talked to Matt about this a lot, is I've noticed that when I'm doing uh, my origami or my Chemex, the thing that I like the most about it is after you've done it like a thousand times or so, you, you kind of get a feel for how each coffee is interacting with your water. Um, and so blooms look a little bit different. Like there's a different amount of grams for the initial introduction of water that like make for a different bloom for each coffee, depending on how it's roasted, where it's from, who roasted it. Solubility. And so, right? yeah. And so there's, there's almost like, um, it's like the difference between baking and cooking, right? Like with the AeroPress, <laughs> you're baking. Like you, every ingredient follows the recipe, as, as far as I'm concerned, like to a T, right? And sure. that's, you're creating a predictable formula. With my origami, I feel a little bit more like I can comfortably cook with that. You know, like like I don't exactly have to follow. The I same would recipe I would almost time. argue that the the opposite, just that AeroPress is probably even more like cooking 
than the oh, others really? because it's so versatile. You can kind of just toss shit. That's why the AeroPress dice exist, man. Because you oh, can just okay. like toss shit in there and see what pops out. And you're like, was this good or not good? And then you like write it down. You're like, yeah. I want to do that again. It's it's crazy how different, how many different ways you can brew in an AeroPress and yeah. have it come out and be pretty pretty dope. Okay. Yeah. And I'll throw option C in there, yeah. <laughs> which is the like the variables in coffee are so malleable. Like, oh, so yeah. it's, it is like it is like cooking. It is like art. Like, or you can you can find something that really works and and follow the recipe. But then I each coffee, each coffee, yeah. as it ages, uh, uh, like depending on the density of the bean or the solubility, yep. it's going to require a little bit of tweaking. And so, like like you're saying with the origami, you'll spot because you do it so much, you'll spot it, spot something in the bloom yep. that makes you react to it, and then yeah, like there are definitely man, you're doing the dance. Yeah, there are times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's, there are times where like you know, uh, like I'm going, I'm going for four eighty out right uh-huh. which is like a 1 to 16 most of the time but there are times where i'm like 1 to 15.5 and it's just because i noticed that it was brewing a little bit faster and i wanted to pull back on the pulses you know mm. and i've noticed my my consistency of pl- like pleasing quality cup is higher on my origami than it is on cool. anything else i've ever had yeah and the, yeah not a general rule for cafe for cafe service because <laughs> you can't just be like just feel it out. Each just pe- yeah, you can't just throw up a reason. If it's, if it's bad, just tell a customer that you were doing the dance. They'll understand. <laughs> but that, yeah, that was that was what that was it. Like I kind of we we nailed recipes yeah. for for baristas, but it was like every opportunity you get to brew yourself, like challenge challenge that challenge a variable a variable at a time, so you don't confuse yourself. But challenge each variable. Um, and, and see what happens and then you can just start you start to just build up this like this catalog of information um so you can react like you're saying yeah yeah it, you can't have a customer <laughs> i love that bit you can't have a customer come up to you and be like uh my my espresso is like super sour and have your like barista be like i was, like, I was just doing the dance man you can't <laughs> actually you <laughs> there are some places you probably could get away with it like the person would just walk away and be like they're just doing the they dance. did the I dance know. i guess that's <laughs> just what you just- that's, that's I, I'm going to Starbucks next time. That's uh, <laughs> so. Next topic, final topic, final topic, and then I got one. I want to talk about hey, what, what our, was in our mug. You oh, what said. was in our mug? What, uh, what did you make earlier? Yeah, I made it for you before you got uh, here. I didn't heat up. No, you're drinking it cold, which is totally cool. Uh, this is a this is a natural from Banco Gotiti in Ethiopia. Oh, is it yours? Uh, that is, yeah, that's the Yergachev region. region. Yeah, yeah Banco Gotiti is, is the this, farm. Is this from Stacks? From Stacks Espresso yeah. Bar in Albany, New York. Oh, yeah. so good. It's basically, yeah, it's a Yerg. It's a natural Yerg. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. One of my faves. It's got like a darker, like, stone fruit flavor to it when it's cold. It's very nice. Yeah. 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 Very, I very love drinking cold. a filter cold. Mm, me too. Yeah, they really, they really do not go bad. Nope. Do you know what I mean? They get better as they cool. Yeah, as as you should. Good coffee always gets better as it cools. In my opinion, at, at least in my experience, like I could be wrong, but yeah. The, yo, I mean, fi- final note on that is the uh, when we interviewed Ron, the roaster of this coffee, for our highlight roast with him a few months ago. We highlighted. We did not highlight this coffee. It was a different one, but we oh, asked that was him. His advice. 
That w- we go. We go. Any final thoughts for the listeners of this podcast? And he goes, "Let it cool. Let the coffee cool." <laughs> and just like just very and, simple. So good. Yeah. Uh, what's our jam? What yeah, is yeah, some yeah. music or podcast that we've been listening to that we really love? Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, today we were listening to the, the full back catalog of Toy Story um, music. <laughs> um, yeah. One through four, all the bangers, Randy Newman. Um, uh, I'll, I'll also use this platform, this worldwide platform, to officially announce that I'm crushing really hard on Justin Bieber right now. Oh, yeah. Um, Good album. Which I haven't, but I mean, like, like I, want to, I want to acknowledge that I haven't to date, but... As a 32-year-old man, and I think he's rad. And like, yeah, <laughs> his all his songs are just like, maybe maybe I'm getting old, and like I don't know what's cool anymore. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like questioning everything. Now nah, you're on point, man. No, nah, I mean point. he really he really came into his own. You know, like yeah. <clears throat> when he was when he was doing the the you know the pretty boy. The pretty boy stuff when we were all young, when yeah. we were all kids, and he was doing that stuff, we were like, ugh, you know, girls like crushed on it. But now he's putting out dope shit. Yeah. Well, I. What what music were you listening to when Justin Bieber first like like you're 32 now so you're probably like 20 when he first came out like what were you listening to at like 20? At 20, so loads of stuff from from where I'm from. Um, we had a really cool scene, and I was I was in a band, and like so we and we so there's loads of kind of local bands, uh-huh. um, and in- that would be kind of like in Belfast and in in Northern Ireland. Um, so I'd yeah. still listen to like uh, there's a an acoustic um, singer songwriter called Joshua Burnside. Um, okay. And yeah, I mean that would be he'd be a cool cool one for you to check out um, to hear that Irish singer songwriter um, storyteller. Um, yeah. So jo- Joshua Burnside, um, he's awesome. Um, so I'll always go back to him. Uh, love if I'm if I just need something to listen to love like Bon Iver Novo Amor um, all the good stuff <laughs> don't make me I'm cry bro everybody who comes on here loves I need, that I stuff. need another hour with you, you now to just talk about to just go to a planetarium and like turn on the star map and like play music and hang out together uh, like that's what, I, that's what <laughs> we'll bring our little MIDI keyboards and just vibe it out yeah just vibe it out just Everybody, everybody playing just really ambient tones. When in the Justin key of A minor. When Justin <laughs> Vernon, when Justin <laughs> Vernon plays, uh, Creeks live. That that one clip of him playing Creeks live, dude. I I could just die right there. I I to be uh, to be. I'm not even hating on it either. Don't because you know? yeah, because like I can get down with that music, but like it's just so funny. Everybody who like comes on the podcast and vibes out on like Nova Moore and Boney Bear with Matt. <laughs> and I just, I, I love it. It's a coffee shop thing. Yeah, it, it definitely is a coffee shop thing. The first time I ever heard like Nova Moore or Boney Bear in a coffee shop, I stopped and like went up to the barista and was like, do you, do you like these guys? And they're like, yeah, I don't, we always, you're we like, always play this they shit They like here. looked around, they're like, you're in Do you know where you shop. are, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is the shit. This it's is in it. between, in between Pine Grove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pine Grove and like turnover. Oh my God, so many. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, Matt, what's your jam? So what do you got? All right. Well, now that Ben knows that I love that kind of music, you can't say it. I can't (laughs) and I won't because what I'm jamming right now (laughs) is J Cole's new album, The Offseason. Oh yeah, it's I only only got into him like two weeks ago. Like it just popped up. I know. I know. Like didn't hadn't hadn't, and then saw yeah saw just a couple of videos and 
was then up till like half one in the morning just on youtube <laughs> i'm not an og uh I- i'm not an og jake cole, jake cole guy oh. thank you you're not, uh, you're but not I a did Mr. Nice Watch fan, as they might say. Back no, in the day. Okay. I'm not. No, but I, I popped in around 2013. I listened to Born Sinner for the first time and oh, yeah. started jamming on my way to. I used to commute to Albany, which is for us is like a 35 minute drive yeah. um, to and from for a summer internship. And I would listen to that record front to back on my way there and back Perfect every amount. time. Yeah. So good. That is dope. What are you jamming on, Kev? Wait, any specific song off the J. Cole album? I want to know what's your, what's your favorite song. Oh, I'm not primed yet. I'm not. I'm not primed to drop. Oh, okay. I can hold on. Yeah. Snow on the Bluff is my favorite for sure. <laughs> Give me a sec. Was that even? Did they even make the album? Did he just release that? I don't know. I. That's my baseline knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, okay. Right. So here's Pride the really is the funny devil, thing. First of all, okay, duh, that's a but. great song. Also, that sample is super sick, and it was on the Amine album Limbo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same Love producer, I found out. Yeah. Uh, but like, I like my little sister who's 18, she's like, she, she walks up to me like the day it came out and she just goes, she just goes, you hear the new J. Cole? And I was like, oh my God, you heard it before me. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like what? She has finally <laughs> grown into her uh, own. Yeah. She's so great. She loves like Frank Ocean, you know, J. Cole. She's got you as a big brother. SZA. Yeah. Well, I think she did that all on her own though. Nice, like nice. she started coming up to me with those and I was like, Oh, you like that shit? Well, here's some more shit. Like, um, yeah, it's great. So like, luckily I get to hear like the B sides and stuff. Cause she'll like, she does what I do now mm-hmm. and she'll go and like, listen to the song and like dissect it. And then like, look at, look up the story and how people reacted and what's really about. And like, <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, good. I like, I this. love that. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's in the blood. It is. Uh, I don't have, music as a jam this week i what are you potting so (laughs) i in my infinite like dog chasing a truck interest in things (laughs) like never-ending add of whatever like yeah quest that i'm on i have been listening to a podcast called voice of all it is a fan-sponsored podcast using material from Wizards of the Coast in the world of the playing card game Magic the Gathering. And they just they there's stories that are just beautifully written by these like writers who I assume are getting paid to write them because they're on the actual like Magic the Gathering website as actual stories. But then this team comes in from Voice of All and produces them as essentially audiobooks, but in podcast form. So it's released to the public. They have a Patreon and they just do audiobooks basically. So I've been listening to stories from the interplanar adventures of Magic the Gathering and they are effing amazing. Like better writing than what you see on TV right now. First and of it's all, blowing my mind. First of all, I didn't track with any of that. I've got that. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's totally First fine. of all, no idea what you're talking about. Second <laughs> of all, it sounds super dope and super meta. So nerdy. It's so nerdy. There's like Lovecrafty and god beings that get trapped inside of moons and like I'm just I'm like I'm way wigging out on it. I need to I was write listening that down. to it on my way here. Next time I do a Kevin I bit, like <laughs> next time I do a Kevin bit where when I'm like making fun of you, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, I'm Kevin. I'm reading about Lovecraftian beings born inside of a moon." It's so good, man. There's like a vampire who creates angels to protect humans, but then the angel goes insane and starts killing them. I'm like, it's like the just the death. Can you drive and listen to this at the same time? No. <laughs> 
I've been in five accidents this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, all right, Ben. A uh, couple of final questions. Number one, uh, what's? I'll start. I'll go this way. Number one, where can people find you? Yeah. Uh, Instagram, and actually, maybe I should. I don't know. So you guys can tell me if it's tricky or not. So, so the Instagram is pr underscore cess, yeah. and I thought that was funny and ironic at the start because it was was it process or process so you leave that bit out uh, uh, oh that's not then it turns out people are like i can't find you on instagram because oh, they're no come on how because how many people have it have process with an oh. o as their instagram tag i love the underscore as the o i think you know what you can do is you can put it in your bio or like have it be a searchable I've, yeah i've done that i think i've done that yeah that yeah I yeah, yeah, yeah. I have had no problem finding it personally. The way that I would say it though, like when I talked, if I were to say like, "Oh, you got to check out Process," his his, I would say that his his Instagram tag is Process, but the O is an underscore. Easy, yeah. nice. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So they could find you, uh, yeah. Process. Yeah. Process. Coffee is the website. That's the way that I recommend people check him out because it's the, the w- there's way more personality to that website. Oh yeah, 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 it's yeah, way yeah. cooler. That's yeah, so great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Now, uh, fi- uh, so final question what's next for process do you have any like yeah. what what do you what do you see for the future of process which i know is a big question but i'm dying to know huge question yeah, well I, i've always got stuff on so that anytime i do podcasts i like always have to ask like well when does this when's this coming out so i know like what i can say and what i can't say <laughs> like <sighs> what do you think kev well oh, we usually tomorrow. so Tomorrow, yeah. we usually we release every we re, we have a weekly podcast yeah, a that releases edit. every Monday. Yeah, I'm going to edit this immediately, and then it'll be nine thirty. I'll have to go to bed. But <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, a few things. I mean, my, so when people have been asking how I've been, how I'm doing at the minute, I, like my like phrase has been like opportunity anxiety or like choice anxiety. There's like loads going, loads going on. Loads of things I could do, and just trying to like. Be smart. Be wise. Be discerning about what I what I pick up. What I know I I, I know I can't do it all at once. So which is still tough because you kind of want to do everything all at once sometimes. Um, and uh, yeah, right, all the things all the time. Yeah. And uh, so so yeah, just trying to figure that out. I mean, there's there's opportunities for um for four bricks and mortar um cafes, which is obviously a big one because it's. That's that's different to, to okay, how, it, okay. how it started. Um, so so that's fun. Uh, the biggest thing that I'm that I'm working on is is some more close collaboration with with a rooster and with roosting. Um, that's I guess that's all I'll probably say right now. Um, right. But uh, but but yeah, that like that's that's the big one. Um, and uh, and then also just just trying to dig back into to some more collaborative stuff. Um, because I feel like year one, 2020, like that was the big focus was just run from April through to December, mm-hmm. really start to try to lay the foundations of what the brand was and, and its identity um, outside of me, like, but as, as a brand that carried an identity, um, get out of 2020 with no debt <laughs> and, uh, and then figure it out. And so, so I've been, so I've been, I've been selling stuff and, and, and doing that through the start of this year. And that's been good. But I, I want to make sure that I'm always just checking, even getting ready for this podcast. Like I, I did a couple of podcasts with, with friends at the start and kind of jumped on it and just talked about process because it was such early days. And then 
went went just before before we started this, I was like, I I maybe I should listen back to like what I said at the start. Um which is really cool <laughs> that like timestamp in history, do you know what I mean? Like kinda of, like yeah. look back and be like, what did I think it was a year ago? Just to make sure that I'm still kind of on the right track. Um mm. or has it evolved or has it developed? Yeah. Um, so that was kinda of cool. So I feel like I, I am still on the right track, but I kinda of want to like circle back on a few things. Yeah. Anything and did anything major change between then and now? No, I mean the, the way I the way I try to articulate the the business is a bit better because yep. well actually it probably isn't. I'll listen back to this podcast and think, <laughs> oh, I didn't actually explain what it is in any I think capacity. You did a great job. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it is kind of that banner brand. That I think at the start people would ask, and then I would talk for ten minutes about about what mm. I was doing um, yeah. rather than just kind of say like this is what I wanted to be, or this is the, this is the goal. And mm-hmm. um, we have that problem too. Yeah. Always, always evolving, always learning, always trying to, to tighten up that elevator pitch. So people's eyes stop glazing over when I talk about collaboration and art. Yeah, for sure. You know what? Um, just because I didn't have music this week and okay. I'd like to end the podcast on a great note. And we had a Wayne's world reference. My jam this week is Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, Boom. I'm in. I want to add it on that. Yeah. Any any closing remarks, boys? No, I'm just ready to headbang it out like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Yeah, we should just headbang it out. That's right. Yes. Thanks for joining us, Ben. We really Thanks. appreciate oh, having you. Thanks for having me.